Welcome to the Brain Health Podcast, where we discuss cutting edge science to help you maximize your brain function while aiming to slow, stop, and even reverse symptoms of cognitive decline. I'm your host, Dr. Jonah Yakel. Welcome to the podcast, and today we are going to be talking about how sugar impacts your brain. And you probably could have guessed it doesn't impact it in a good way. In fact, blood sugar is one of the major root causes or sources of brain inflammation and therefore degeneration and ultimately leading to cognitive decline, dementia, and even Alzheimer's. And I'll be honest with you, when someone first shows up in my clinic, I typically tell them, I'm like, look, if we only accomplish two things in our relationship together, if all we do in our time working together is reduce your inflammation and balance your blood sugar, we are absolutely going to transform your health outcomes and likely achieve 80, if not 90 or higher percent of all of your health goals that you are showing up here with today. So inflammation, we know that this is at a root cause. It's a source of the degenerative process, but so is blood sugar. And in fact, imbalanced blood sugar is going to lead to a tremendous degree of inflammation So again, if all we do, if all you do is reduce your inflammation levels and balance your blood sugar, you are going to transform your health outcomes, not just today, but for the next 10, 20, and 30 years. It's probably the most powerful and empowering, might even be a better word. It's one of the most empowering things you can do for your health is manage your blood sugar. If you want to throw in exercise, well, you just got probably the two most profound influencers of health, specifically brain health. Now, when it comes to blood sugar, this plays a huge role in brain health, and it is absolutely being correlated with cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's to the point that some experts have even referred to diabetes as Alzheimer's type three, because the correlation between imbalanced blood sugar or high levels of blood sugar are so highly correlated with brain degeneration that some have gone so far to call diabetes Alzheimer's type three. So it's important, this is a big one, is managing the blood sugar. And the early signs, what are current studies, in fact, just some recent studies that have come out are now saying that about 94% of Americans have unhealthy blood sugar levels. They are metabolically unhealthy, meaning that yes, blood sugar is an issue, 94%. And this would be in the pre-pre-diabetes stage, what we call insulin resistance. So insulin is a very important hormone that is responsible for maintaining healthy blood sugar levels. And if we're always eating high levels of carbohydrates and sugar, well, our insulin levels are going to be high. And when insulin levels go high, well, our body starts degenerating rapidly. And of course, that includes our brain. So keeping the carbohydrate and sugar content low is going to lower the insulin insulin levels. Now, when our insulin levels have been high for too long, our body becomes what's called insulin resistant. It, It is no longer sensitive to insulin, which means that blood sugar 
now runs rampant. It will just go through the roof. And once blood sugar is high for too long, we develop prediabetes. So 94% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy, insulin resistant. Well, guess what? An estimated 50% of Americans have prediabetes. And that is just the beginning stages, the early signs that then lead to diabetes from which about 30% of Americans are being diagnosed with diabetes. So, I mean, this is a huge health concern. And I think it's worth noting that it was the number one risk factor when it came to determining someone's risk of death from COVID. So not only does blood sugar imbalance and diabetes increase your likelihood of cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes, depression, Alzheimer's, but even our likelihood of death from COVID was correlated to blood sugar imbalance. So again, the number one most empowering thing that you can do for your health is get your blood sugar balanced. Even if you think it's already good, even if you go to the doctor and they run your glucose and they're like, it's fine. 94% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy and simply looking at glucose is not enough. We have to look at a few other markers. So when someone comes to me for the first time, we're running a comprehensive blood panel that is going to include multiple markers associated with blood sugar. So we're not only just saying, hey, are, do you have diabetes or not? We're going all the way back to the beginning. Are you showing signs of insulin resistance? Because that's when you want to catch it. So Blood sugar imbalance is going to show up in two different ways. One, we can have hyperglycemia. Two, we can have hypoglycemia. So hyperglycemia is just that. It's really a high, hyper. It means that we have high levels of blood sugar. And this is exactly what over time is going to lead to high levels of insulin, just leading to that cascade, heading towards diabetes. And of course, this is coming from eating too high of sugar uh, in our diet. And when I use the word sugar, you can interchange that for a carbohydrate. A carbohydrate equals sugar and sugar equals carbohydrate. Are there good carbs and bad carbs? Absolutely. However, carb is still a carb. It is still sugar. And it's estimated that about 200 years ago, it's estimated that the average American consumed about two pounds of sugar per year or carbohydrates per year because they didn't have access to the kind of sugar we necessarily have today, but they, they ate about two pounds of carbohydrate sugar per year. Well, guess what the average American consumes now? About 150 pounds of sugar per year. And this was on a study that was probably done about 10 years ago. So, I mean, it's quite possible that that number is much higher than it was then. So two pounds of sugar per year to 150 pounds of sugar per year. Our bodies weren't made for this. We did not evolve on a high carbohydrate diet. We evolved mostly on a ketogenic diet, moving through periods of fasting and feasting. And even when we did feast, our, our ability to access high carbohydrate foods was very low for the most part, generally speaking. So we just weren't designed to consume the amount of carbohydrates we do. In fact, you know, 150 per year, I mean, that basically breaks down to about three pounds a week. The average American today eats more sugar in a week 
than our ancestors ate in an entire year. It's like, no wonder our bodies are breaking down. And the reality is, is that this causes all kinds of problems, not just brain problems, but high blood, high blood sugar imbalance is going to be one of the number one causes of hormonal imbalance in men and women. Progesterone and, and, and estrogen and testosterone are all going to tank when people are eating a high blood sugar, a high carb diet for too long. We are now correlating blood sugar significantly to mental emotional disorders to the point where we're seeing almost near complete reversals in some cases of of depression anxiety even bipolar and schizophrenia major mental emotional disorders are potentially metabolically linked meaning that imbalanced blood sugar is driving a lot of these mental emotional disorders of course it's associated with diabetes, which increases our risk of heart attacks and strokes and Alzheimer's, like all of these things are associated or increase with ongoing high levels of blood sugar, not to mention we're going to be more fatigued. Good, you know, early signs of insulin resistance is after you eat, feeling tired, getting a drop off of energy after we eat can be an indicator that we're not processing carbohydrates appropriately and we're probably eating too many of those carbohydrates so this is your hyperglycemia it's also oftentimes going to result in having more belly fat or fat around the abdominal uh, the abdominal region so we get the weight gain we're likely going to be more depressed we are going to have more fatigue and it's going to lead to things like cardiovascular disease as well as brain degeneration, dementia, and Alzheimer's. So that's our hyperglycemia. On the other end of the spectrum is our hypoglycemia. You've probably heard of people who say, oh, I have hypoglycemia. And I see this one in my clinic frequently where people come in and say, hey, I don't have hyperglycemia. I don't have high blood sugar. I have low blood sugar. Well, low blood sugar is an interesting phenomenon because what happens is that when we eat carbohydrates, what's going to happen? Well, our blood sugar is going to go up. Well, we know from science that anything that goes up is eventually going to do what? Well, it's going to come back down. So anything that goes up, it's going to drop back down. And when that blood sugar crashes, that's when people experience symptoms of hypoglycemia. So this would be, you know, if you've ever heard about anybody talking about being hangry, right? We get to that point where the blood sugar drops and now we are irritable, we are anxious, we can get jittery, we can get lightheaded and dizzy, we can get fatigued, we can get nauseous. Like these are all symptoms of hypoglycemia. But the reality is, is that hypoglycemia is actually caused by the same thing that causes hyperglycemia. It is from a high carb diet. So when we eat a high carb meal, like a bagel or a bowl of oatmeal or something, uh, blood sugar is going to go up and anything that goes up, eventually it's going to crash back down and boom. Now we get hit with those symptoms of hypoglycemia. And what are we told is the treatment for hypoglycemia? Well, you need to eat some carbohydrates. So the treatment essentially for the problem is actually just causing more of the problem and what happens is now we just kind of yo-yo throughout our day we eat a high carb breakfast we might feel great for a little bit 
the blood sugar crashes, we crash and burn. So now we eat more carbohydrates, it goes back up. And we do this throughout the day, it just cycles. Now I might add, this is kind of an important note, but the hormone that controls or balances your insulin level. So when we eat those carbs and the insulin goes high to help try and you know maintain healthy blood sugar, well, when that blood sugar crashes, we get a release of cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So every time you eat carbohydrates and the blood sugar goes up, it's gonna turn around and crash back down and you're gonna get a release of your stress hormones in order to balance that out. So it keeps us in this active state of stress and anxiety. So it's just another stressor on your body. And it might even be argued that the stress on our body caused from our high carb diets is worse than the stress that we get from the mental emotional stressors that we get in our everyday life. I don't think it necessarily matters which one's worse. The reality is we're getting both of these. They are now both contributing to the stress and therefore the degeneration of our bodies and our brains. So the key here is, is we have to balance this blood sugar. We have to get away from these constant spikes, these constant ups and downs of eating carbs, sugar going, blood sugar going up and it crashing back down. So we eat more carbs to get it back up. This just results in a constant state of high inflammatory hormones, insulin, cortisol, blood sugar, all of these things being high all the time is a recipe for disaster for your brain. So we've got to get these levels back down. We've got to get these managed. And the way we do that is with a low carb diet. And I'll be honest, I don't even like that term, low carb diet. Low carb compared to what? The standard American diet is so profoundly high in carbohydrates. I prefer to think of this as a normal carbohydrate diet. We don't have to go to no carbohydrates. We're just going to a normal amount of carbohydrates. So I love a paleo based diet for this. I love a whole 30 diet. So eating real whole foods, getting rid of the processed sugars and the starches is going to be most important. So focusing on animal proteins, focusing on vegetables, and then limiting fruit to maybe just a couple of times a day. And ideally, we're eating berries when we're eating fruits, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. These are amazing choices because they are so nutrient dense while at the same time having a fairly lower or minimal effect on our blood sugar. And then of course, there is the granddaddy of them all, which would be the ketogenic diet, which is where we actually transfer or convert our body from a sugar burning machine into a fat burning machine. This is actually a much more broad topic of conversation because now that brings up the idea of, well, eating a clean ketogenic diet versus eating a dirty ketogenic diet because there is a big difference on how we can necessarily do that but the absolute best thing that we can do for our brain is burn fat for fuel because it is going to result in the release of ketones which are very healing to the body and very healing to the brain it will reduce brain inflammation and ketones have actually even been shown to help repair damage that's already been done 
to a brain. So we can look at it as like this scale where on one end it's like, yeah, we've got the high carb American diet. Well, that's just not going to work for anyone who's trying to maintain a healthy brain. So moving over on, on the spectrum, so to speak, we get into a territory where we can be eating a whole 30 diet or a paleo diet, which you get two birds with one stone paleo, you're going to be lowering blood sugar by getting off grains and off dairy, but you're also going to be minimizing food sensitivities. This, this just makes way too much sense. It's just so practical. And we can still eat really honestly, quite luxuriously eating animal proteins and vegetables and, and fruits. And then all the way on the, on the far side of the spectrum would be a ketogenic diet. So getting to such a carb content, getting it low enough that our body starts burning fat for fuel as opposed to sugar for fuel. So that should do it for today. Blood sugar, this is a huge topic. I'm telling you, this is a big player in optimizing health. Whether you're trying to balance your hormones, lower your inflammation, heal and repair your brain, whatever you're trying to accomplish, lower you know, joint pain, chronic pain, whatever you're trying to accomplish in your health journey by getting your blood sugar balanced, getting on a low carb diet, you, that is going to be like a jet pack. You're gonna be 80% of the way there. Adding an exercise, now you're just blowing it out of the water. So thank you guys so much. And I will look forward to diving more into a keto diet, Paleo Whole30 in a future podcast. Thanks for listening to the Brain Health Podcast. If you'd like more cutting edge information on brain health, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok or simply head over to my website, thebrainhealthdoctor.com. If you love the show and want to support us, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.